Welcome to Where Does Food, the food history podcast where two bundles of yeast and deep fried dough talk to you about food history. I'm your mom's favorite podcaster, Tim Weehunt, and with me is your mom's co-favorite podcaster. El Chapo. What's up, I'm El. El, how you feeling today? I'm feeling like the sugar deep fried dough today, Tim. How about you? Uh, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling like a uh, Boston cream. Oh. Yeah, I'm feeling like a Boston cream, mainly because my old coach visited me last night. Um, how do you like donuts? Elle? That's what, If you haven't caught on, we're talking about donuts. Do- uh, how donut? do you like donuts, L? Yeah. Uh, how do I like donuts? Yeah, yeah. How do you like them? How do, do I, you like them? How do I not like donuts, Tim? You talking about you know yeah. r- original glaze? You want to talk about chocolate uh, covered, sprinkle yeah. covered? You want to yeah. talk about filling? Yeah. You want to talk Boston cream, custard, like yeah. frosting? I'm here for it. I love it. As I've gotten older now, I'm like, do I like the more cakey donuts, or do I just like you know like the I'd say a cakey donut, but like you think of like a Krispy Kreme. Yeah, no, you know, no, like yeah. A, a, you're ta- a smaller. Yeah, you're talking yeah. like the the yeah. yeasted fried, the yeast and fried yeah. dough. So not the, not the cake donut. I don't know. You know, I think it kind of depends on what. You don't know, but I love donuts. I just I will eat all the donuts. So that's my. I know answer. for a fact I do not prefer cake donuts, even though there are good ones. I don't think they're like bad intrinsically, but I know for a fact I don't prefer cake. Like I would rather have the donut, tr- like a traditional, a traditional like ring uh, donut or. Uh, any sort of stuffed is is always really good. So we actually live in a I, I, well. Donuts have been on the rise. Uh, <laughs> Literally, we actually live in a, a pretty fucking popping place for donuts. Yeah, Not only where the specific city we're at in Tennessee, but the, our neighboring city, Nashville. Um, <laughs> that like both spots have fucking awesome donut shops. Awesome donut shops. Ha- like, what's your favorite that you've had? In recent time, obviously, I don't know how much you eat donuts. I mean, we're both semi-health conscious people, so we don't exactly go out of our way to eat a lot of donuts. That's fair. <laughs> but I have one in mind that I had recently, and I'm just wondering if you've had a donut in recent, or if you had a donut shop that you really like around around the area. Dude, I know. Now I'm like, you put me on the spot. I'm trying to remember. There's there was this, Don't blank. I'm like, there was this place. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm trying not to Google. No. There is this place, but I can't remember what it was called, but it had like a, like a, almost like a chocolate turtle donut with like a pretzel oh. thing on top and some like some little caramel drizzle, but it was, it was a chocolate, do- um, chocolate yeah. cover. Yeah. No, it was really good, but I, I can't tell you the name, but I've had like, was it in, was it in Nash or was it? I think it was in, in Nashville. Borough? It was in Nashville. In the Nash. Yeah. Um, yeah. But here in Murfreesboro. I was literally just thinking about it. donut country. Donut country. I was thinking I was about, about it yesterday. Say, if you don't say donut. If you don't say donut country, I'm gonna fight the. Well, fuck I was about out to be you. like country donut, and I was like, no, no, yeah, no, no donut country. Donut country. Yeah. It's donut country is mm, serious, bro. So good. Serious. Five daughters, which I believe has more locations than maybe, just maybe. I think that's maybe that's where I had that nice like. But dude, five daughters. I we got a batch of their cronuts, and they fucking Slapped. stuff their. They fill their cronuts, dude. Like, I am not kidding you. I ate like four of those motherfuckers <laughs> one day. Each one being like six hundred calories, two thousand grams of fat. It's fine. And I was just, I Having was a great miserable. Time. No, but <laughs> I haven't. I swear to you, those fucking donuts out of this world good. I mean, I was on a f- I was on the a fucking different planet. I was gone. 
I was like on Incredible. Jupiter being compressed by the gravity. I was like, yeah, it was. What an I know it sounds dramatic. No, I mean, but I had yeah. My I left my body, and I don't even believe in that shit. I left my body, <laughs> and I watched myself Come on. enjoy something so divine. Wow. Yeah, like that's it. I, I like that description it was, a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it was incredible. Uh, however, I don't typically go for them. Uh, my this is gonna sound like fucking basic bitch time. Basic bitch time with Tim. Um, <laughs> my. Go-to, my absolute go-to when it comes to a donut, the thing I crave in my sleep, Mm -hmm. I roll around at night and have donut sweats, is the original glaze, Krispy Kreme, fresh hot, fresh off of that That hot. That sign is on, Tim. That they have. Oh, my Yeah, when you you fucking whip into the parking lot, I work right across the street from that that Krispy Kreme, by the way. <laughs> so in the morning, the I smell on. it every morning. <laughs> every morning, Golly, I smell it. how tempting. Um, Incredible. You yeah, know, just... but you whip into that bitch, and you, you fucking do. just take it right off the line, and you put it into your face, and it just melts. melts. It's an experience. It just melts. Honestly, I feel like that's like a, a rite of passage thing to do. Like you, you're just like driving, yes. minding your business, and then you see that hot, line, hot sign on, and you're like, that's it. There's no, there's no questioning. Yes. You're just, you're going to do it. You're going to go for it. It's... Literally yeah. a green light. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I'm t- I'm telling you this right now. If you have not ever experienced the uh, fresh off the line Krispy Kreme. Good goodness. You, you have to. You have to. You have to. I'm, I'm talking to you, listener. You don't have, you have to have wear to. the hat, but you like, at least need to go try that donut, man. In terms of donuts, whenever it's not fresh or they're specialty donuts, like Krispy Kreme is solid. Like they're, they're really good. You know, they're smaller donuts, which I appreciate, but- um, yeah. yeah, that fresh off the line is it's ex- such an experience uh, when it comes to donuts, just in general. Because I, to me in my brain, I have like, I've bifurcated like what the different donut experience is for me. And right. I think when you go specialty, you have you know you're expecting it not to be hot, you know, because it's a specialty right. donut. You know what I mean? You're not getting that right off. the Most of the time, you're not getting yeah. Most of the time, you're not getting hot donuts like that. Anyways, yeah, ever. yeah. And so. It's just like the fact that you can from Krispy Kreme, it just makes their original glaze just stand out. Just hit. You know what I mean? No, that's true. It's just, it's just, but yeah, you know, like I said, like there are other donuts that I've had where I'm just like, holy shit, this is an incredible like specialty donut that will blow the specialty donuts that Krispy Kreme could ever offer out the water. But that fresh one, that fresh one, money shot. Undefeated. I agree with that. Uh, so, L on a scale from one to eleven thousand three hundred oh Dunkin' gosh. Donut restaurants, <laughs> where do you rank donuts? Oh my goodness, there's not yeah, gonna yeah, be yeah, 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 yeah. much room to go here. I'm gonna go um, like ten thousand out of eleven three. Yeah, we're giving okay, a solid 10, ten. Yeah, a solid ten. We like donuts. Here we go. We, we like, like donuts. donuts. We don't care. Who knows. All right, now let's uh, take a break, <laughs> yes. clear our throats, pay the bills, talk to our counselors, and we'll be right back. Bing. Here is my place. This is the Holy Moly Donut Shop. Huh? Say to me, guys, Holy Moly Donut Shop. Holy Moly Donut Shop. Let's start with the etymology of donuts. Oh. Everyone's favorite thing to do. Uh, is the etymology. I think Ellen and I both really actually do like this segment it's the enjoyable. most. <laughs> yeah, it is enjoyable. Um, 
out of all of them, like Science Times and all the stuff that we do, I think etymology is our is our favorite. When we get a good so much one, info. you know, it's it's like, oh, that's fun. That's fun. Yeah. Uh, all right. So donut, the O U G H version, <laughs> uh, was first used in 1808 uh, in a short story describing a table of fire cakes and donuts. Um, <laughs> So I looked up what a fire cake was, yeah. and all I could find is that they are a ration food for the Revolutionary War. I have okay. no idea if that's the fire cakes they were talking about, but that's what I found. A simple salt, water, flour, bread type thing that you just... Okay. But yeah, not enjoyable at all. But they were simple, and that's what kept <laughs> that's what Washington's troops alive. Um, Cross that Delaware, baby. Yeah, speaking of Washington, Washington Irving uh, wrote about donuts... <laughs> In his that. 1809 History of New York, where he described them as balls of sweetened dough, fried in hog's fat, and called donuts or olicoks, which is just okay. oily cakes. It's just oh. Dutch for oily cakes. Oh. I might have mispronounced that, but I did look it up, and that's what it sounded like when I heard the sure. guy say olicoks. But yeah, that's Dutch uh, for oily cakes. Uh, now, for donut, the... Uh, O-nut version, so the way you see Duncan spell it. Yes. Uh, that came about a century later in a piece of literature known as Peck's Bad Boy and His Pa. Oh. Quite the title. Um, by George W. Peck. Oh. In 1900. Like I said, it was about a decade later. Autobiography? Um, okay. Yeah, it, it, it's uh, a character is said, uh, like, or says in the, in the piece of literature, says... Paul said he guessed he hadn't got much appetite and he would just drink a cup of coffee and eat a donut. Hey. Spelled D-O-N-U-T, the simple way. Author John T. Edge claims the alternative donut spelling was invented in the 1920s. So he doesn't even care about that original. He's just like, no, it was invented in the 1920s. (laughs) When donut machine makers abbreviated the word to make it more pronounceable by immigrants and that would help boost their sales. Ah, okay. So they they took out the busyness of the word donut and that would help boost their sales. And then that spelling, uh, again, the O. NUT version uh, would show up in the LA Times article in 1929. Uh, in 1939, the New York Times covered the World's Fair and used the two spellings interchangeably. Oh, okay. But a company that is really given partial credit to the growing popularity of the shortened spelling is Boston's favorite Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm yeah. Like, so ever. Yeah, they Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, they actually changed their name to Dunkin' Donuts in 1950. Uh, before then, they were originally named Open Kettle. We will talk more about Dunkin' Donuts later. Okay. Uh, important to note that the shortened donut is actually a rather American thing, based off of what I could of find. Apparently, we are the ones that kind of prefer the shortened version. But Dunkin' Donuts is a is a global brand, so I think it's also catching on elsewhere. Um, and Based off of what I found, the donut, and it's always kind of hard to track that, but I did find a couple sources saying that donut, the D-O-N-U-T variety, is surpassed the other version in the States in terms of most commonly used to spell donuts. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, And just so everyone knows, unless I was trying to differentiate between the two, in my script, I wrote D-O-N-U-T-S. Oh. Most of the time. So I like the shortened donut. As do I. 
because to me it just you know it looks better it looks better it still goes it still flows all right l that was right, the etymology obviously they were oily solid. cakes okay, oily cakes but you know here's the thing about donuts what about them Tim? they're old yeah they're old man donuts are old because it turns out that humans have been frying doughs for like ever. Yeah, we love that. <laughs> Literally, yes. like it's in our ever genealogy in our yeah. DNA. There's evidence of what is believed to be fossilized bits of donuts in prehistoric oh, wow. Native American settlements, what? like okay. prehistory shit, man. Like it's it's ingrained in our conscious collective. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In ancient Greece and Rome, we found evidence of frying dough strips that were paired with honey or fish sauce, Um, so savory and sweet. Yeah. In 1485, a cookbook known as Mastery of the Kitchen, published in Nuremberg, had a recipe for stuffed dough cakes. So, (laughs) is that a donut? Maybe. Maybe not. You decide, (laughs) listener. I don't know. (laughs) What am I, a food historian? (laughs) Where it really starts to pop off mm-hmm. for the old donut, yeah, is the 18th century. Okay, all right, let's, yeah, let's just let's get there because again, it's just there's too much. That, you know how sometimes we talk about a food and it's like we kind of start way far back. I think burger was a good one where it's like, yeah, chopped up meat was a burger technically at one point, but it's just like we didn't really get into burger burgers until like the 1900s, right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and it's kind of the same with donuts, right? We don't really start to see like what what we know like, as becomes donuts. Yeah. classified as a donut until what is believed to be the 18th century when uh, the Dutch brought over oh, okay. the oily cakes. Now, this is contested. Obviously, it's food history. Most things that we say on this podcast, there's probably a little bit of either uncertainty or some actual contention. Uh, and this is one of them. Since fried doughs were so popular throughout history, it, it's hard for people to give credit to like a culture that brought it over. Um, but there's just a lot of through line with uh, Dutch immigrants and a donut making. So it just, it seems correct to functionally say that the Dutch brought over their uh, oily cakes, as they were called, um, to New Amsterdam or modern day New York. New York. That's right. It's so old that it wasn't called New York yet. <laughs> it was called New Amsterdam. But in New Amsterdam um, a lot, I feel like. So and that's the thing is because the actual history of donuts, it kind of starts whenever it got to the States Donuts are kind of an American treat. And I don't say this to nullify the world's history of frying doughs. I literally say this because we we are the reason the ring donut specifically is popularized. Like it happened in America. The States is where the donut really, really took off. And to prove my point, I'm going to keep talking about the history. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So why, why America? Uh, Who knows? We'll get into it. Hold on to your donuts. Uh, So in the 18th century, the Dutch brought over oily cakes by the mid 19th century. Elizabeth Gregory was the mother of a New England ship captain, Hanson Gregory. (laughs) She would use her son's spice cargo and fry up some dough with spices and lemon to help ward off scurvy and colds. Remember that was a problem? Uh... (laughs) So that was, this is about to, it's about to all make sense. Uh, her son, Captain Gregory, takes credit for a specific thing, uh, and that's putting the hole in the donut. Okay. So. Mr. Gregory. 
Let's move on to theories. Some say he made the hole to skimp on ingredients, right? Oh, Times are tough. Yeah. Times are tough. You're a ship captain. The profit margins are lower than the profit margins of a restaurant in today's time. It's just, (laughs) there's not a lot of money in it, you know? Uh, That's true. So you punch a hole out and use the dough later. You know what I mean? Um, Incredible. And yes, I know modern donuts aren't, they don't punch the holes out. They're made with the holes in it. But at before, before that was a thing. Punch the holes But out. we punched them. Yeah. Um, others claim he skewered the donut on one of the spokes of his ship's wheel oh. during a time of choppy waters. That's right. The waters were chopped and screwed, and he had to make a quick action yeah, and yeah, yeah. slapped that donut onto a, a spoke, and that's what gave it the hole. That's fun. I but, like that story. Okay. But Captain Gregory claims to have used the top of a round tin pepper box, so he just took the top off uh, and made the hole. He punched him out. That's what he claims he did. So okay, I don't like uh, that's not as fun as the the steering yeah. story. Yeah. Well, the other theory for why the hole. Yeah, there's a lot of them. The other theory <laughs> for why the hole became a part of the donut uh, doesn't really involve Captain Gregory at all. Oh. Uh, but just that after a while we started using eggs. In the doughs, and that made them denser. So when they cooked, they didn't cook all the way through, along with the fact that we were putting like nuts and shit in them. Right. So, like, the middle would be right. stodgy and uncooked. So, you would just take the center out and it would right. cook more evenly. So, there you go. That's probably the more um, accurate scientific answer. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. No, Gregory stuck it Ship in wheel. the spoke of a wheel. Ship wheel, for when, sure. Uh, yeah, when his yeah. seeds were chopped and screwed. Uh, now on to why donuts are American. World War One. Yeah, the Salvation Army Champs. sent two hundred and fifty volunteers to France to provide snacks and supplies to the troops. Bienvenue. Now initially, it was going to be baked goods like pies and cakes. The fuck? <laughs> but that took a lot of ingredients. You have to like, come on. They really thought they were going to do yeah, pie. No, like, that, we that talked good. about the world wars. Yeah. Like, the fuck? It's laughable now. <laughs> like, I you could that. barely get, you could barely get a hold of sugar, man. Like, that was, you could barely get a hold of a chicken. Clearly, <laughs> clearly someone in, in the corporate made that decision. They haven't yeah. set foot yeah. on the battlefield. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Corporate was fucking up real early. Real 1900s early. 1900s early. Early, early 1900s. <laughs> <laughs> corporate meddling in World War One. Gosh, who thought? <laughs> so... Yeah, not only was the just like the ingredients an issue. When you got close to battlefields, there was a big important thing that pies and cakes require that just weren't on battlefields. Oh. Can you guess what that is? Uh no, I'm I'm kind of no, I can't really think of anything that would be Um ovens. Oh, oh. Huh. Yeah, ovens. That's you can't wild. really like <laughs> What? Yeah. Try trying to bake cakes and pies on the actual front lines <laughs> ain't happening. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't gonna happen. So they switched to donuts, right? Brilliant. Donuts are pretty simple. They are a yeasted dough. You can actually make them without eggs if you need to. Like there are ways to make donuts with like fewer ingredients. So they switched to donuts, and even better than that, using like lard and fat drippings, you could just fry them in any pot or pan that was deep enough. So Ooh, yeah. you throw the pot and pan over a fire, get the oil hot enough, you just throw the dough in there. There you go. You have donuts. Boom. Um. So these women volunteers became known as donut lassies. <laughs> okay. That's my going to be a Halloween costume. I think in World War II they were called 
donut dollies because a similar thing happened. It was slightly different because World like War II wasn't yeah. as trench war heavy. You know, They took their job seriously, L. They yeah. weren't fucking around. They would go so far as to serve men donuts even during fire. What? That's right. No. On the front lines, they would do it during. They would look at them during, and they would get the job done. That's commitment and dedication. Isn't that fucking crazy? Yeah. I can't wrap my mind around that. Yeah, that's fucking wild. That's That's insane. Yeah. Um. In 1938, the Salvation Army declared the first Friday of June to be National Donut Day as a way to promote their charity work, but also as a nod to the donut lassies. The lassies. Um, The second day, uh, because we do have two National Donut Days, the second day (laughs) is on November 5th. Okay. And is believed to exist because it's close to Veterans Day. We actually don't fully know why the second one exists. Okay. But the thought is it's like a senior Veterans Day it it and it's a nod again, a nod to World War One and World War Two when that was a thing that happened. After wow. the war ended, what do you think the troops wanted, El? They wanted more donuts, Tim? They wanted more donuts, dude. We've talked about this a lot, right? Uh, A lot of what the troops get overseas ends up coming back and usually see some sort of like boom in things, uh, whether that be Coca-Cola, different types of cuisines from, uh, you know, different different parts of Europe, things like that. You you see those booms in uh, the culinary world uh, as that happens. And donuts are no different. once they came back, all of a sudden, people really wanted some fucking donuts. Delicious. So, choice. as their popularity grew, the way we made them had to change. What? Insert Adolf Levitt. Oh, A <laughs> Russian refugee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not Hitler. Oof. Yeah, I was going to say, oh, no. Adolf okay. Levitt. A, a Russian... Re- didn't you hate that one guy ruined that name? Uh, a <laughs> Russian refugee who sold donuts out of his bakery in 1920, New York City. New York City. Um, New York. Um, yeah, New York's <laughs> popping in this episode. Yeah, His shop got so popular, he had to make a machine to help him turn out the volume. Yes. He simply couldn't keep up. We love it. And so he made a machine. <laughs> and yeah. The innovation. And okay. from, yeah. And from the jump, his machine showed the whole process of the donut making. Just like we were talking with Krispy Kreme, you walk in, you see the whole process, you see the things flip and the oil and the glaze and the whole nine. You see the whole thing. He invented a similar uh, machine, just obviously smaller scale and probably a lot more rudimentary uh, at the time. Not probably, (laughs) for sure. More rudimentary. (laughs) Yeah, but it was, you know, it was satisfying. It's satisfying to watch and it's a delicious fried pastry coming your way uh by 1931 levitt was making 25 million dollars a year my gosh you heard that right in 31 he was making 25 million a year selling his machines to bakeries around the country by 1934 the world's (laughs) fair in chicago great american city great american city had a poster that claimed that donuts were the food hit of the century of progress. If that's right, Chicago, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that's right, ladies and Great gentlemen. Uh, the donut tomorrow. was popping. It was popping. It was considered the food hit of the century of progress. And to help the donut even further, they cost less than a fucking nickel at the time. Shut up! Um, no way. 
So they were really accessible to even Depression era citizens. Like they were that's, so, so cheap it. and so accessible. That's it. That's how you start making the moves. That's how you make the moves, man. Uh, so that's kind of the majority for donuts, right? Like we've hit the innovation point. You know, from here, donut machines got more sophisticated. By the time they got to the 70s, uh, they had ones that made 800 donuts an hour. Fucking what the fuck? Um, <laughs> and of course, the innovation around donuts has expanded. Uh, despite the slight popularity dip within the 80s and 90s, uh, donuts mm-hmm. are back in full force, baby. We've talked sure. about it. Um, there are tons of special donut shops around. You know, you get your... You get your glaze, but you also can get your cronuts. You know, you, you can get whatever you want. So You can also use them as, as burger covers. <laughs> yeah, that too. We're putting them on burgers. Also, I've said cronut a lot, and just to like cover my bases here, it's a croissant donut. Croissant. It's where you take croissant and you fry oh. it like a donut, and then if you're fucking... My if you're some goodness. People, if you're some people, you fucking fill that shit with f- filling, oh. which is... And what then you I mean? decorate the top. It's fu- what's fucking crazy, dude. I have fever dreams about that food. Um, <laughs> so I'm not going to end the episode here, right? Me let's too. talk about some. Su- let's talk about some successful donut makers. All right, we, D. we've oh. we've been skating around, and we talked about Krispy Kreme. We talked, but we haven't talked about them. So let's talk about them. Let's talk about them. In the 1930s, Ishmael Armstrong. Sorry, I said Ishmael like that. Uh, if you listen to the Moby Dick audiobook, that is how he says the name Ishmael. He says Ishmael. Ishmael Armstrong bought a recipe from a man named Joe Lebeau. Oh, come on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Joe I Lebeau love that. In, in Paducah, Kentucky. No. This country is not real. What? I don't think... <laughs> I don't think this happened. I don't. I think this is fake, Kentucky. based off the names of places and people. <laughs> um, yeah. So in 1930s, Ishmael Armstrong brought bought a recipe from Joe LeBeau in Kentucky. Ishmael hired his nephew Vernon Rudolph, the red nosed reindeer, to help. I'm telling you, these names for this story is fun. Um, to help him sell treats door to door. Okay. In 1937, nice Vernon and Two friends, Vernon two. and two friends, made their way to Winston-Salem, North Carolina. I know that place, yeah. Yeah. With 25 bucks, they bought some ingredients from a grocer and baked a fresh batch of what would be called Krispy Kreme. Oh. Yep, yep. Initially, they sold them wholesale to grocers, but soon, patrons made their way to Vernon's shop because the smells oh, were just too okay. damn good. Okay, that's If you've fun. ever been near one hot and ready, you know the, you know the feeling. You know, yeah. Um, that's fine. And by the way, that is still how Krispy Kreme operates today. Yeah, okay. Their shops make enough donuts to sell to grocers in the area while also allowing people to come and buy donuts in shop. So that is still how they function That's today. wild. I had no um, clue. I thought it was the other way around. Yeah. You know, your brain gets big enough they want you in the stores like that. But no, that's how they, they started and they're continuing yeah. to. Yeah. That's cool. Okay. By the 1950s, 29 Krispy Kremes existed in 12 states. Not bad. Current day Krispy Kreme makes roughly 1 billion donuts a year in B? the states alone. B, 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 
B-billions. Oh uh, that's my a lot God. of donuts. That's a lot of donuts. Until you realize that 10 billion donuts are made in the States a year. <laughs> my mouth Cheese! just dropped. That's absurd. You can't even fathom that many donuts. No, we love our donuts, man. Oh, my goodness. No. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. a wild yeah, so amount that's- of donuts. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's Krispy Kreme. Here we go. William Rosenberg had a little restaurant called Open Kettle. Now, if you've been paying attention, class, I've already mentioned that. Open Kettle is what Krispy, is what uh, Dunkin' Donuts turned into. <laughs> now we're talking about Dunkin' Donuts. William Rosenberg oh, yeah. had a little restaurant called Open Kettle in Quincy, Mass. Massachusetts. In 1948. Massachusetts. Uh, he huh. sold donuts for five cents and coffee for 10 cents. My goodness. What a deal. What a deal. In 1950, Rosenberg renamed his restaurant to Dunkin' Donuts, baby. Uh, (laughs) With the goal to expand and make the best donuts the world over. And rumor has it. Yeah. That's where Ben Affleck was born. What? In a Dunkin'. In the Dunkin'. In the Dunkin'. Dunkin'. In the 1950 Dunkin' Donuts. Matt Damon was born in the Dunkin'. Ben Affleck was born. (laughs) Matt Damon uh, was born in the Dunkin' Donuts. Um, in 1955, the first franchise opened, and within 10 years, the number of Dunkin' Donuts surpassed 100. In 1972, they introduced their donut holes called Munchkins, so that was cool. So good, yeah. And now they have over 11,000 locations worldwide, worldwide, uh, with the hopes to bring even more. Their goals, they want to get to 18,000. Oh, uh, we don't need, why? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm going to air my griefs here. Air uh, your grievances. And you're going to, f- you're going to fucking put up with it, listener. Uh, Dunkin' Donuts fucking sucks. I said it. Dunkin' Donuts sucks. I feel like it's problematic. Their, don- when- their donuts are ass. Yeah. Their donuts suck. They're always stale. I haven't had a good donut from Dunkin' Donuts in ages. Uh, yeah, ages, no, if right. ever. It's been so long, I don't remember the last yeah. time I had a good donut at no. Dunkin' Donuts. Their coffee is mid. Mid. Well, it, that's mid. My, that's my gripe. Listen, not only is it mid, I'm talking about just their coffee. Their normal. Their normal coffee is mid, which is fine because it's cheap. I can handle that. I don't mind that. $2 coffee. I ain't a problem with that. I like that. That's good. However, where you really lose me is their specialty drinks, which are all terrible. They're not mid. Those specialty drinks are bad. They're They're bad. So sweet. They're so bad. They're terrible. They're the way they taste terrible. So I'm going to say this right now. The fact that we have three Duncans in just Murfreesboro alone, three, go fuck yourself. Duncan, go. Duncan, go. Get away. Shut it down. We need one. All right? You're fucking... They're literally the subway of coffee joints. They just put up fucking a shop every two minutes away from each other. And I don't know. They're fucking siphoning business off of each other. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, so that's my gripe. Fuck Dunkin' Donuts. But cool story, I guess. Um... (laughs) Still they a story sure make of it look good. Listen, they sure make it look good in every Ben Affleck film and The Sopranos. I'll give them that much. <laughs> Duncan always looks phenomenal in The Sopranos. Their breakfast sandwiches <laughs> are apparently good, but I have not. No, nope. just... don't trust anyone who says that. <laughs> now, now, over in the West Coast, 
we're moving on from Duncan. I'm tired of him. Uh, over the West Coast, a man named Ted Nagoy came to Southern California in 1975 as a refugee from Cambodia. Wow, okay. After trying donuts for the first time, he said they reminded him of Nam Kong, which is a pastry sold on the streets of Cambodia. Okay. So he got a job as a trainee at a donut chain called Winchell's. He ended up taking over that shop and bought a second shop called Christie's. He turned Christie's into a successful local chain. He would then lease his acquisitions to other Cambodian refugees oh, looking nice. to start a business. Okay. Nagoy sponsored a lot of the refugees personally before he before setting them up with housing, loans, and their own stores. Wow. And by 1985, just 10 years later, uh, Nagoy around, uh, owned around 60 shops across Southern California. Wow. And to this day, many of the independent donut shops are still owned by Cambodian immigrants and their descendants. Wow. So that one That's cool. Okay is not about a chain, but just about a guy who really helped uh, propel Southern California's donut market. Yeah. Um, which is, I which I thought was really cool. Uh, just a cool little story that isn't focused on just a chain of uh, donut shops. Donut specifically, so, yes. Very cool, very cool. Let's discuss donuts some donuts. donuts around the world. Yes. I said I'd, I said I'd mention it. Um, the ring-shaped donuts are the most uh, common that we see here in the States, and obviously they're very much an American invention. Uh, but as I mentioned, Cambodia has Nam Kong. Um, China has a few. One is an oval-shaped pastry that is known as ox tongue pastry due to its shape only. It doesn't have like anything in I it. was going to want like okay. a sweet pastry. But it's just its shape. Um, another is a cream puff donut hybrid um, known as Sa Jung. And another variant is known as... Gaoli Dausha, I'm guessing on that one, um, okay. <laughs> and is filled with red bean paste. Oh, okay. So okay. they have their own little stuffed pastry. Yeah. Um, India, and Hey-o. if I mispronounce these, uh, kill me, uh, has an old-fashioned sweet <laughs> called gulgula, which is a deep-fried uh, flour ball. India also has a pastry known as uh, balushahi and is a dough deep-fried in clarified butter. Love that clarified butter. Uh, and dipped in a sugar syrup. Ah, okay, yeah. Galab jamun, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Indonesia so has a donut katang, um, which is a potato donut. Oh. And France has beignets. Beignets. We love a good beignet. Yeah, we know what beignets are. Beignets are a pastry made from a deep fried patachou, patachou. Um, and coated in powder sugar. Yeah. Mm. Um, that's just a few that I, mm. that I wanted to pick from Thank you. Uh, around the world. There are a ton. <laughs> Obviously, pretty much every country has their own version. Uh, I'm not going to go through all of them. Uh, if not their own, like multiple, like China has a few and India has a few. And like, there's just like, again, deep fried dough is not like a new thing. Oh man. Yeah. That's pretty much donuts. The other thing I could have gone into is just kind of like different shapes. There's ring donuts, filled donuts, cronuts, <laughs> yeah. clairs. Oh my gosh! <sighs> There's dude. a lot. There's a lot, guys. It's you know. So instead How of going incredible. through all that, who cares? That was donuts. Um, <laughs> I want to go eat donuts now. Thank you. Yeah, donuts. Where you at? Where you at? Donuts. Where you at? Give them to me. Yeah, L. Where you at with donuts? Where are the donuts in here? Where they at? Where they? Um, I'm I'm bumping this up. It's sound the alarms. I'm perfect score. 
Perfect, Perfect score. Eleven three. Eleven thousand three. Here we go. Bring I'm telling you. Uh, Ring the bell. We are, we are picking the easy ones. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Dennis are perfect food. They're incredible. I didn't realize um, how American they were. Ha ha. And that really just. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I, you know, I'm actually always a little surprised when something is American. Mm-hmm. Same. Honestly, but because like we're not like a super super old country, so no. it's just like. And and our big thing is that we are known for like a bunch of cultures coming in, and yes, we put our spin on those things, but like you know, like yeah. no one's confused that pizza isn't American. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Like we have our Americanized pizza, but like everyone knows it's like okay, yeah, sure. But like hamburger, technically, like the actual physical like proposition Man, of basically. yeah. Like, the hamburger form is technically American, even though, like, there are probably other instances in the world where that happened beforehand. Right. And the same with donuts, right? It's like, yeah, like, deep-fried stuffed the, pastries yeah. that are probably a little sweet. It's like, yeah, it probably I happened like all forever. The world donuts. Yeah. Yeah, like, probably has happened since the beginning of, like, you know, caveman go unga boonga. Like, it's just, which is a, to- that's a total, like... It's wrong for me to say that. I there actually that was not a thing. Um, but either way, either way, I don't want to nah. get into like nah. early human history. It's no, it's fine. No, 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 we're not. Yeah, we're just talking about um, donuts. Go nuts for donuts. donuts. Um, so we have a segment These that we kind of end the show with for this season, and uh, I don't know if Elle's ready for it, but I Never got mine am. locked and loaded, baby. This it. is fucking wreck my b hole. Um, guys. The Bear Season 2 dropped on Hulu, and of course, <laughs> that is my wreck, my b-hole. Why the fuck? Like, L, I ten. finished the goddamn show, and it dropped yesterday. It d- I finished wh- it. I watched all 10 yesterday. You said all I've been distracted. Ten. You didn't mention that you met, crushed out an entire season worth of, of The Bear. That makes sense, though. I told, you, making more sense I told you before we started, I had a long day yesterday. I, I, I wake up early anyway. I wake right. up early no matter what. I woke up at 5. Watched a couple episodes, took Winston to her appointment at the vet, came back, watched a couple more. There's only 10 episodes. Um, went on a fucking two-hour hike, came back, Solid. ran a couple miles, worked out, worked on the script a little bit. And then I was tired of doing things with my brain. So I said, I'm going to put on the bear and reschedule <laughs> our record session. And I stayed up until midnight finishing Ooh. the bear season two. I cannot express my love and affection for that show enough. <laughs> it inspires me to be creative. It is so wonderfully act- like acted, so beautifully put together, and it has such a deep love and respect for restaurant culture, mm. and I am obsessed with it. I strive so hard and probably fail miraculously with this <laughs> podcast at trying to just bring a basic understanding of just how wonderful the systems we have in place truly are, even if they aren't perfect, just how good and how much we should appreciate and respect those things. And restaurants are a part of that. Like I love restaurants. I work in one. I want to own one one day. Like I am obsessed with You're it. About it yeah. there. Um, it's just, it's a show that just makes me love it even more, all of it even more. Fuck, that's a good show. Yes, that's solid. I think that's a good pick. Again, that's a good distraction to have. You're gonna be distracted yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. 
Uh, my wreck. Um, yeah, I wasn't prepared, but I would say I got it because I had a little taste of it this past weekend. Um, just like you know, going and listening to live music, even if you don't necessarily like the type of music, like if you know, go listen to some instruments. I should say, it does something for the soul. Yeah, yeah. and just like I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. I got to see Paramore last weekend, and now oh. it, it was a, it, it was it was an incredible experience. But like. I don't know. I just enjoyed being like in the crowd of people and everyone's just was like enjoying themselves, enjoying the music. And I'm like, yeah, yeah I miss I miss like just going and listening to instruments. I don't necessarily yeah. need to what, to know the people that Yeah, what play. you described sounds like a nightmare to me, but I'll go <laughs> listen to like little jam bands at yes, like a brewery or exactly, something. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, so yeah, it doesn't need to be anything anything yeah. wild like that or, you know, big on scale, but like yeah, just like going going to listen to some jam bands like especially during the summertime. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's my recommendation. It's a nice, like, brain that's good break. good break. And that's the end of the podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're just hearing yes. music kick in. That's great. That music was Babe Might Be. But uh, to get to that point, I was bouncing ideas off of Austin Martin, and I was, I'm was i always forever going to plug that guy because uh, he's probably not going to be done helping me with music or just <laughs> straight up making it for us. Um, so check out Awesome Martin under the name Meridian Sky on Spotify really and good. Apple Music. Uh, it's great stuff. Enjoy it. Go listen to it and just yes. go support them. Uh, why not? Have, you know, do it. Um, do it. <laughs> you can also, uh, guys, you can support us as well. How can That'd you support cool. us? I don't know. A lot of different ways. Seriously, there are tons of ways to support us. You can uh, go check out our website. Um, we have a website now. It's pretty fucking sick. Uh, if you go, you can actually check it. Links in the description. You go there. You can also support us by pressing that actual like ACAS plus su- yeah. support button, and that'll take you. It's five bucks a month. You get the episodes five. a day early, and you also get them ad free if any ads pop up. Uh, so that's really cool. The other way you can support us is by commenting, uh, reviewing, uh, just general stuff like that. That actually does really help with the algorithm. So uh, go do that. And if you don't want to do that, I can help you out. Uh, you can just like put it on. You can just literally oh, just yeah. put, put it on a, like a it's an idea. put it on a loudspeaker. Listen, go but listen, go break into your local radio station. Hit the Fucking hook up some. Uh, go click click click. Hook up some stuff and then start playing it directly into their systems and broadcast it across the fucking yeah. city. Yeah. So go do that. Uh, and that's a good, easy, simple, free, cheap way to support us. <laughs> <laughs> Won't be cheap after no those legal fees, but it'll be worth it, guys. You can Story. also check us out on Twitter. At where does food? Uh, that's pretty much just going to be our yes. episode drops whenever we do drop them because Twitter's the worst. Um, <laughs> you can also check me out. Pers- it is. It fucking sucks. Uh, you can. It really sucks now. Can I just say how bad it sucks? It's fucking. It wasn't great before, but it's like way worse now. Like, can I've been dancing around it, but it's just bad. Like, it just sucks. <laughs> Either way. Either way. Fuck. It's really shitty though. <laughs> like it's. But you can check me out on Instagram, also a terrible website, uh, at <laughs> Tim underscore and underscore Winston. Uh, Instagram also blows fucking hard asses, but you can check me out there. Uh, Elle, where can people find you? They can still find me on The Bad Place uh, on Twitter at El Chapo with three underscores in between L and Chapo. So there you go. Awesome. So if you guys are still into wasting your fucking time yep, on yep. social media websites, please uh, hit us up. If you don't want to waste your, because I truly, truly do recommend in like just taking those social media websites and like shitting on them um 
Like, take them off of your phone, put them on, like, a hard drive and shit on that hard drive. Oh, that's an idea. Yeah, that's an idea. Yeah. Just try it out. Uh, no, but if you guys just want to, like, do, you can contact us there, and, like, I'm sure we get notified for, I know I will get notified yeah. for, like, Twitter, and I'll get notified for my Instagram, but, like, if you truly want to, uh, another way to get a hold of us without being on fucking social media is uh, our Gmail. You can actually hit oh, us yeah, up. Um, where does food at gmail.com so you can hit us up there uh send any recommendations or just to like you know hate on us or praise us either way you can email us and that makes life a little bit we'll take suggestions uh, or recommendations 